Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to a brand new episode of the Believe and Royals podcast. I'm Alex Fuse. There's Danner all the way in Kansas City. For the first time, though, we are in three different time zones with our great guest, uh, Joey Mello, mostly known as Baseball Brit. Uh, but so we are in three different time zones. Joey told us beforehand it's about 8.30 in the morning. It is 7.38 at night in New York, and then it's 6.38 in Kansas City. So this is this is crazy time zone on this Believe in Royals podcast today. Time zones be crazy, man. So, like, Joey, I have to ask, how difficult is it for you, like, not just a baseball fan, but a sports fan, dealing with time zones right now? I'll be honest, it's it's much easier for me watching baseball here in Asia because I can watch, like, the Japanese baseball starts at 6 p.m. here. Uh, Korean baseball starts at 6.30 p.m. And then MLB starts anytime from two in the morning to I think West Coast games start at normally about 11 a.m. So they finish at 2.30 in the afternoon. So I can literally watch baseball all day with the exception of 2.30 to six o'clock when I've got to find something to do between West Coast ending and Japanese starting. Wow. So yeah, much easier than in Europe where, you know, the Royals game tonight, for example, would be on, I think, at one in the morning, just after one in the morning back in England. So yeah, much easier that I live out here. And uh, that's really how I'm able to kind of follow baseball and um, you know, watch as, as much of it as I do, particularly the Royals, who I watch pretty much every day if, if, if I'm not working. How excited are you to be able to talk Royals baseball with people right now, dude? Jeremy, like, I was so, so excited uh, you know, since you and Alex got in touch. It's something that I don't get to do very often at all. We've got one UK-based fan account, uh, UK underscore Royals. I think the guy that runs that is called Chris. Uh, it's a It's a uh, kind of handle that I set up I think back in 2017 or 2018 and then I handed it over to him um, and, and and he now runs it but I don't I don't think I've ever spoken to him on the phone so this is literally yeah other than when I'm at Kaufman this is this is the only time I really get to talk to people about about my Royals team probably the first time in two years that I've spoken Royals to anyone that's crazy man I love it that's yeah, crazy I'm really excited thanks for having me on I, I've been looking course, forward yeah. to for ages yeah thanks for coming on so who's your favorite player on the Royals right now this is going to be an unpopular one, I think, because I've seen a lot of the comments on Twitter and stuff, and he is frustrating with his health at the moment, but um, I've always been a big Mondi fan, um, number 27. He's my favourite player. I think when he's fit, he's the most exciting. I think he's he's a player that, you know, young kids around Kansas City are you know, going to grow up and, you know, want to emulate, and they're going to be excited by. So I love his mix of power and pace. Um, it was rough at times last year. when he I think he played 59 out of 60 games last year. But he was in my fantasy team and he went through a really rough, like I sure it was like the first two months. And then I dropped him and then he just went, he went off in like September, I think. That's usually how so, it goes. Uh, yeah, he, he taught me a lesson there. Um, you know, Mondi, just never give up in him. So uh, yeah, he's my favorite still. What are your thoughts on what Dayton more recently said about um, he doesn't expect uh, Alberto Montesi to ever play 100 games? I wasn't overly surprised. I was a bit, you know, obviously disappointed to hear you know, the, uh, Dayton come out and say that because it kind of hammers home what a lot of us fans have been worried about for a long time, that he's, he's very fragile and uh, he won't be on the field too much. But listen, if I can still watch 100 games of, of Adalberto a season, I'm going to be tuning in for every one of them. Uh, he's frustrating, but yeah, for me, he's, uh, he's one of the most exciting roles. But other than him, you know, just to, you know, keep the, get the fans off my back straight away, uh, I, I guess it's... <laughs> It's, it's Merrifield. I'm really glad we, we got to hang on to Witt. Um, I know at the trade deadline, there were lots of rumours that he might he might be going to the Mariners, I think was one of the teams that was mentioned. But because my fandom, Jeremy, only started in 2018, you know, I, I don't have that history that you boys have. I don't have the 2015 World Series win. I don't have this kind of Dayton Moore as kind of this esteemed uh, general manager that got us to places where we didn't think we'd be, you know, since 1985. So for me, Witt's been kind of with me the whole way. Um, I've kind of watched him develop as a late bloomer himself. So yeah, he's he's probably my second favorite after Adalberto. How much do you pay attention to the Royals uh, minor leaguers? A fair amount. Like um, I follow Royals Farm Report. I know Alex. He runs that personally. Um, Alex Duval. Uh, I don't know what your uh, friendship with him is like, but he's let me stay in his basement before when I'm at the K. Oh wow. Um, been to games with him. 
Um, so yeah, he keeps me up to date and every now and then I'll send him a message, not too often, just, you know, asking about Kowal or someone or Daniel Lynch. And, um, you know, this is something I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you boys about later, because ever since I've been a Royals fan, we've never really had a starting pitcher that I can buy a jersey of. You know, you guys have Danny Duffy, but for me, until this season anyway, this half season, Danny Duffy's never really developed, um, you know, since 2018, he's not been that consistent. So I've never been able to buy a jersey of a, a starting pitcher for the Royals. And I was looking at our roster today and I was wondering, like, we can talk about this later, but of the current, like, starting pitchers that we have in the rotation and maybe coming up, and I guess you can include Daniel Lynch in here, but who's your favourite? Like, who do, you, who do you perceive in the long term is going to be the best, Bubich or Singer or... Keller, I don't know. It's tricky, man. I have a weird rule that's probably a dumb rule is that I don't buy jerseys of pitchers just because it, it seems so volatile. Like in, anything can happen on any given day and they're, they're out for a season or they get traded. So I, I have yet to buy a jersey for a pitcher. But if I were going to go buy one tomorrow, I would probably, uh, probably go with Brad Keller. I think he's going to be around a while. Um, he's a good dude. I've had beers with him. I'm a big wow. fan. Yeah. So, so when I worked at Boulevard, um, we, we hosted a couple events and he came to them and he and I would, you know, exchange messages. He's a really cool guy. Um, he's gotten me uh, tickets to a couple games. And every time I've sat in the Royals, like friends and family section, that when he's given me tickets, there's always been someone there that met Brad like five years ago at a, at a camp or some chance meeting in a bar. And uh, he, he saw a buddy was traveling through, uh, a guy he went to high school with was traveling through Missouri on his way to Colorado. And he reached out on Instagram. Hey, I just saw that you're in Missouri. If you can get to the game tomorrow night and I'm starting, I'd love to get you tickets. So like, I think in addition to being obviously a major league caliber pitcher, he's a good dude. So like, I, I want to support good players, but I'm, I'm also really excited when, you know, we have guys that I think like, it's a really good guy. So like probably it'd, it'd be Brad Keller tomorrow, but maybe six months from now, it might be Brady Singer, you know? Hmm. Yeah. What See, about it's you, interesting. Alex? So like I grew up a Yankee fan, right? So Yankees, as everyone knows, they don't have names on jerseys. So I've never really thought about this until now. So you can be a um, what's Keller's number, Jeremy? Oh boy, uh, gee, I don't even know. What, no, fifty-one, I think. No, right? he's, he's fifty-six. I'm sorry, he's fifty-six. 56. Uh, Brady's fifty-one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you get a Keller jersey, if he's on the Yankees you're just buying the jersey number 56. And let's say next week, Keller gets traded to another team and they bring in a new pitcher and that pitcher has number 56. Well, there you go. You got a jersey for that yeah. player. So I, I never really thought about it. I would say Brady Singer because that's a guy that has so much, almost like clout, right, coming in. Um, top draft pick two years ago. There's still so much more excitement about him Um on this Royals team, I know he hasn't performed up to expectations to where he uh, fans wanted him to be and probably front office as well. I, I think that's a guy that just hasn't fully developed into his full potential yet. And when he does, I think he's just going to be so nasty. I hope so, Alex. Yeah. I really hope you're right. Like it'd be great to have one picture that I can just, because I'm, I'm a baseball fan, number one. So sometimes, you know, I'll have the Royals on MLB TV, but I'll have it on the screen where you can have one big screen and then you have three down the side. Mm -hmm. I play in two fantasy leagues and then I'll kind of have, you know, starting pitches that I really enjoy watching. You know, Grinky, obviously, Otani today um, down the side. And, and there's never been a Royals one. Um, it, there used to be Josh, Josh uh, Stomont, Stalmont yeah. last yeah. season, I think it was, when he came in. Uh, in like the eighth or ninth inning, he used to be box office. Uh, I used to really enjoy watching him throw 100 plus. So I'd, I'd, I'd always, you know, in, enjoy watching Josh. But again, our bullpen this season's kind of, it's it's not lived up to, you know, the kind of heights of last season. I think I checked before, before we came on today, like our, our bullpen at the moment is ranked something like 27th in, in war on fan graphs out of 30 teams. So yeah, it's uh, it's not been what it was, but I'm hoping that gets back on track as well. I think like Scott Barlow is the one, the one guy in the bullpen who's been super solid all season. And, and honestly, and the, the, this sounds terrible, but I thought he was one of the guys we we're going to trade. I figured of, of anybody in the bullpen, if we're going to trade a pitcher, like that's the guy who has the, the most upside. Um, but yeah, Stallman, I love him too, but I feel like he's not throwing as hard as he used to. He's throwing, you know, mid nineties when you used to see, he'd throw three straight fastballs, 101, 102 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's just something about this Royals team that, like, on paper, 
they're not what their record is. And, and I don't think anyone can really put their finger on if it's like one thing, because I think this team is so talented. They have so much depth in the minor league system to where the fact that what still blows me away is the Detroit Tigers. Their rebuild, quote-unquote, started after the Royals, quote-unquote, rebuild, and the Tigers are closer to 500 this year than the Royals. But you look at the rosters in comparison, and the Royals roster outweighs the Tigers roster on paper. So I just think there's something more. There's something missing. I don't know what it is. I don't think anyone in the Royals front office or on their coaching staff or even the players know what it is. It's just it's so strange to me where I just can't sit here and say, well, it's that, you know, that one thing uh, to where it's just something's not clicking and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, well, I've got like some controversial opinions, which uh, I'm, I'm happy to float, but uh, I was Let's doing do like, what's one of them? What's one of them? Well, like if, before I came on, I was like, I want to get this off my chest. Just I've got no one else to share it with. And I've never floated it. And I want to know, particularly from Jeremy, what he thinks about this, but uh I've never been a big Dayton Moore fan. I've never really, because I wasn't a fan in 2015, you know, even 2014, we got to the World Series 2014, won it 2015. I don't have this history of Dayton where he he's provided me with all this joy. So like, since I've been a fan, he's provided me 35.8% wins in 2018. Uh, we won 36.4 in 2019. We won 43.3 in 2020 with a 60 game season. And we're currently... 42.9% wins. So we've never been even that close to 500 since I've been a Royals fan. And I get that a lot of Royals fans, you know, he's a good guy. He's got good morals. He pays the minor league as well. He treats people right. He's got us to two World Series or whatever. But for me, being fairly cold and calculating 9,000 miles away from Kansas City, we've never been close to 500. And this is my fourth season as a Royals fan. Um, I, I, I didn't like his pick in the draft. You know, the fact they went Frank, what's his name? Frank, was it Carter, Carter, seventh? Yeah. When all, you know, experts across all the other websites were had him like 30th, 40th, um, you know, second round pick. And obviously they know more, Dayton Moore knows, he knows a lot more yeah. about baseball than I ever will. And uh, maybe he knows more than all these other experts and sabermetricians on all these other various websites. But to me, that was just another red flag where I was like, this guy... You know, it's my fourth season. I'm not sure about him. This seems weird as well. Um, so what do you think about Dayton? Is he the right guy to lead us lead us into the future? Do you think it's time? Do you think that's maybe where we need to mix it up? It's tricky for me because, like, um, I, I've, I've been a Royals fan my entire life. So in, in 2014 and 2015, you know, like, th those are years that will never go away. No matter what the Royals do over the next, you know, however many years until I die, I'll always have 2014 and 2015. And I always feel like Dayton Moore was the architect of that in the same way that, um, you know, I think some people were critical of Alex Gordon near the end of his contract. And to me, that home run in, in game one of the World Series in the bottom of the ninth, that to me, that was worth $72 million right there. I, I'd pay that again tomorrow if I knew that was going to happen. But I think a lot of Royals fans are coming around to where uh, they're looking for accountability. And it, it is tough when you have these seasons where, especially this year, you know, we started out April with the best record in the majors. We were unstoppable. And I think a lot of us knew like, okay, this isn't who we are right now, but because baseball is wonky, this is happening. And then everything else happened. And, you know, now we're what 18 games back or maybe more. And I don't think that's who we are either, but I think a lot of that comes down to, to management and, and coaching. And at some point, like who's going to be held accountable. So I see where you're coming from for sure. I think, you know, to in, in my situation, you know, Dayton has that benefit of the doubt for 2014 and 2015. But yeah, you make a great point. Like at what point does that stop being relevant? And uh, I'll, I'll make a beer comparison and tell me if I'm wrong on this. But uh, there's, there's a competition called the Great American Beer Festival. And it's like the Oscars of beer, right? And if you win a medal, you know, you put it on your, your label. Oh, you know, this beer won a gold medal at GABF in 2021. How long do you keep that label on there? You know, at what point does that label remind you not of you, you won a medal, but how long does it remind you how long it's been since you've won a medal? You know, like in 2028, you're like, oh, it's been seven years since this beer medaled. So I think people are getting there. We're like, yeah, we did crush it in 2014 and 2015, but that was six years ago, man. So that's a long time. Yeah, I feel harsh saying it, Jeremy. That's my most controversial spicy take, okay? 
yeah, it'll be a lot safer from from now on. Yeah, I'm just not, yeah, not 100%, not 100% on board with Dayton more yet, but... Uh, I mean, I don't see. think you're in the minority at all. I think, um, I think writers are talking about that now. A lot of fans are talking about that. You know, I mean, baseball Twitter is, uh, I mean, well, I, Twitter itself is nuts. It's bonkers all the time. Um, it's like, it's very reactionary. And I see a lot of people call, you know, for even in 2013, people are calling, oh, fire date more. And you're like, wait, just wait, it's going to happen. And then people are calling for that again. But, um, you know, I go back to what you said, and it's something I say on this podcast all the time is like, I trust that Dayton Moore knows a hell of a lot more about baseball than I ever will. Oh, big time. But, but at one point, does that, does that not matter anymore if, if, he's, if the team isn't winning, you know? It's tricky. It is, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not asking for us to like be contenders or whatever. I know that these cycles take a long time. I know Kansas City historically a smaller market team. It's got a lower wage budget, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, we've never finished higher than fourth since I've been a fan. So yeah, for me, I just like to just third would be great. Or like, you know, getting a 480 win percentage, you know, nearly 500 would be just, just something. And to be fair, like having done the research this morning, I have noticed we have been getting better each year since I've been a fan, you know, 358, 364, 433. So yeah, it's, it's trending in the right direction. Uh, I just wanted to get off my chest. Thanks for letting me do it. For sure, man. I feel, and this is maybe dumb too, and tell me if it's dumb. I feel like it's kind of like um, elected officials where you're like, this guy doesn't have everything and I'm not sure he's going to take us to the final destination, but is the bus going the right way? And I think it's totally valid to think is the bus going the right way right now? Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think you are wrong or like Jeremy said, in the minority of thinking that or questioning it. Right. And, and I think it's just a frustration aspect too. There is so much excitement in the month of April where the Royals are the best team in baseball. And obviously I think uh, while we all hoped that this was going to be the Royals year, I think in the back of our mind, we're like, okay, let's see where it goes from here. Um, I did predict as Jeremy's uh, makes it, clear to me that I had the Royals as a second wild card team in 2021. I was wrong. I saw that, Alex. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I was wrong. Um, you know, and maybe it's 2022, right? Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, Joey, obviously Dayton Moore knows more about the game of baseball um, than most people will ever know and understand. And I think, um, I think we got to give them at least one or two more years to kind of see this quote unquote new uh, rebuild through. Uh, we've made it this far. Um, and I think he has a vision that what he saw after he realized that he couldn't keep guys from the prior um, championship years. So I think that's, what's going to be the next factor in, in this whole rebuild process is if it's not successful at the end and two years from now, if we're still sitting here at the same spot, then okay. You know, now we're going on almost 10 years without going anywhere, 10 years of being below 500. So I, I think we're there, but again, they're just not performing. So I, I, again, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I guess, I guess I'm just being a bit, a bit impatient. It's just, I watch them every day and it like, uh, I've got this mentality now, and I'm not sure it's a good mentality to have, where if we win, I'm just so happy, relieved, happy. And if we lose, it doesn't really affect me. It's just like, oh, that's, yeah, okay. Um, even like when we're on those really long streaks we seem to go on, where I think what was it we lost like 11 in a row or something. I was just like, oh boy, not again. But it, it doesn't really get me super down. And I'd like to be, I guess as a fan, like I see all my fellow you know, British baseball fans, you know, with their teams on online and they're getting really angry about like just one loss or whatever. And uh, I don't want to be accepting of kind of, you know, the Royals are a mid-market team. This is, this is, this is all we can expect. Like I want to have my fandom, like believing in the team and the players and believing that we can achieve more. So yeah, I'm, I'll be tuning in today for sure. And I think it starts about eight minutes. So I'll bang it on the old TV I've got over here, put it on silent. And uh, see, I think we're facing Giolito today with the White Sox. So it's going to be a tough one, but uh, interested to see Hernandez pitch today. He's another starting pitcher that I'm not overly familiar with. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get, get a dub, as I believe you say, in America. Win, whatever. <laughs> What's so mind-blowing to me, though, is the Royals have played the White Sox. I don't have the stats in front of me, 
but they've played the White Sox, it seems like, the best than any other team that they've played. And the White Sox are one of the best teams in baseball. So um, they've had some huge wins uh, back in, like, May, I believe it was, when the Royals were still one of the best teams in baseball, and they were starting to slip, right? And then they started trying to crawl back into it. They had one of the best series of the season. So it was just so mind-blowing to where you can play so strong, and then the next series, it doesn't go well. So, again, it's just a streaky team this year. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point to make, Alex. Uh, and you just made me check the schedule, actually, for August. Because you, you kind of got me more optimistic there, thinking it's going to pick up. But after the White Sox, we've got the Cardinals, the Yankees, and then the Astros. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't get too much, doesn't get too much easier. Uh, but, yeah, ho- hopefully, yeah, September, we play the Orioles. So that'd be good. That's what's so weird about baseball, though, is I, I went to a couple games when, when the Orioles were in town, and we lost two out of three games to them here. But then because baseball is wonky, you can go out and, and crush the team leading your division two out of three games as well. I mean, it's, it, it, you're, I think you make a great point though. I'm like, at this point, you're not as frustrated as you would be in, in 2014 and 2015, especially 2015. I felt like there was no game that we couldn't win. Oh, we're down by six. No worries. We got this. We're going to crush it. But now we get down by six and you're like, oh man, I don't feel good about this at all. I, I don't think we have a chance to win. So you're not, you're not disappointed because you sort of expect it. But then, like, should we resign ourselves to, you know, accepting that as being the, the status quo? It's, it's so tricky, man. And, like, I'm it's a diehard. Tricky. I'm never going to back away from my fandom for the Royals ever. You know, like, I, I can't think of anything that could happen that would make me say, like, oh, I'm not a Royals fan anymore. Um, you know, even if we're losing, we could lose 162 games. And I'd be like, oh, I love my team, man. Especially this year. You know, like, <laughs> it's just so cool to be at games in general that uh, it, it's hard to, to be down on the team. But it is weird when you when you realize like well i'm not disappointed because i sort of expected this yeah yeah and i yeah it it will never dampen you know how i feel about the royals they're my team you know now for better or worse for however long i live so yeah i always want them to do well and particularly i love being in kansas city i mean that's that is really i know jeremy you've got another podcast where you kind of you know sing the virtues of kansas city um it's my favorite place to be in the USA. And that's, you know, played a big part in why I became a Royals fan. I think in the first place, it's where I felt with my personality, I connected the most. Um, So yeah, even though we're, it's been frustrating for me in my fourth season now as a fan, you know, we are getting better, but yeah, it's, uh, it's the city and the people and the food and the the ballpark. And yeah. um, Yeah. All of that. Nothing will change that. I don't think, I hope. It's a special place, man. Have you ever thought about, moving to kansas city ah well yeah i was like <laughs> when i was last living in seoul i moved to seoul alex in korea in 2014 and uh i actually left my job to move to kansas city I handed in my notice had to give we because i'm a teacher it's international it takes ages to find other people to want to move from the uk to seoul you know it's a big transition in life i have to let them know september the previous year so I handed in my notice September, I don't know when it was, 2017. And then I was all planning on moving to Overland Park. I was dating a girl um, and I'm a bit of a romantic. So, you know, if I'm dating someone, I always think it's going to go well and, you know, that kind of thing, plan ahead. And uh, she, you know, she was all up for me coming across. She's even talking about some program you have in the USA where there's like a 90 day wedding visa program or something yeah. where couples kind of have 90 days to plan a wedding. So they, I don't know, this, one of the spouses can, you know, get to live in the USA this was like, you know, I was, you know, as I said, a romantic. So I was kind of going along with some of this, although there were a few alarm bells going off. So, uh, yeah, I, I had plans to move to Overland Park and got dumped May or April of 2018. So I'd handed in my notice, didn't have a job in career anymore. Literally had to leave because my visa here ran out in, in June or July. So I, I got in a car in the, in the States and just followed the rules around for a bit, just trying to work out what I was going to do in life. Um, so yeah, I have thought about it, but it's, it's very difficult for me as a non, a non-American citizen. It's you know, incredibly complicated to, uh, to move over. I'm always amazed when I'm in your country and I get in an Uber and there's all these guys, you know, from all over the world. I'm like, my first question, like how, like, you know, it taught me out, you know, can you give me some advice on how, how I can get in? Because, uh, yeah, I meet people from all over the world, uh, when I'm in the States in Ubers. It's fascinating. Have you seen the show 90 day fiance? That's what it was. Yeah. Is yeah, that the yeah. one? 
that's it's what crazy, she was telling man. me about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. it. Yeah. I've never seen it. No, it kind of scared me a bit, but I did find it quite amusing, you know, thinking that far ahead. It's like um, watching that show is like being on a roller coaster that just keeps going up and up and up. And you're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You're just like <laughs> so tense waiting for it. And everything usually turns out okay. So yeah. like you would have been a fun, not a fun episode. That's the wrong way to put it. But yeah. it would have been, it would have made good TV. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it all works out for the best, doesn't it? Hopefully she's with someone else now. And uh, I got to do my 2019 trip, which I wouldn't have been able to do um, if, I, if I was you know, paying for a mortgage and stuff. So sure. yeah, it all works out for the best. So that 2019 trip that you mentioned, Joey, what was that like? What was your favorite moment? What was the highlight of that trip for you? Boy, that was just a meltdown, Alex, after getting dumped, I think. Yeah, I'd saved all this money up and I just thought I'm going to enjoy it. We had, it was coincidence, um, the school I work at here in Seoul, they've got, they've got, I guess, franchises, like, they've got a big one in London, like, quite an old famous one. They've got these franchises in, in, in East Asia. So I moved to, I moved to a place called Zhuhai, uh, right by Macau. I used to fly into Hong Kong. And I worked in China for five months because they were desperate for someone, um, saved up a bit more money to do the trip. Um, and the main reason I pulled the trigger on it was just because Major League Baseball announced they were coming to Europe for the first ever time, regular series games anyway. We had the Yankees and the Red Sox playing in London June the 29th and 30th of that year, 2019. And I just thought this is a great moment to try and get on the road and post some stuff and get people in the UK at least curious about, about these two games that we had. Um, because growing up in England, I can tell you, like, I never saw baseball, never came across it, not in the newspapers, not on TV. We didn't have social media when I was a kid, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that was ever on my radar. Uh, and in actual fact, there's a lot of people in the UK that grew up having to play this similar, maybe not similar game called rounders we play in physical education in school, which isn't much fun. And the teachers aren't really into it. So you don't really get the kind of enthusiasm and energy from them. So there's actually quite a lot of like negative reaction to baseball in the UK. It's not like it's apathetic. It's it's very much baseball's crap, basically, even though people have never seen it. So my whole purpose was just to try and post some cool stuff and uh, you know try and get people thinking maybe you know maybe it's maybe it's not as crap as I think it is and you know luckily I got to, you know some of the major newspapers back in the UK began following along uh, and posting a few a few news articles I'm, I've no idea if it helped or it didn't help but uh, it was certainly a fun a fun ride uh, and the highlight geez the highlight honestly was probably World Series game one. I never thought I'd get to the World Series. Like, how many people on planet Earth, you know, baseball fans all their lives and they haven't been to a World Series game one? And I'm a nobody, an idiot, like someone that really, you know, learned the rule of baseball through reading a book back in 2015. And I'm still learning them each day now. Uh, you know, something will happen and I'll kind of Google it or whatever. I'll have to listen to the commentary. So the game of the World Series was probably the best. And I've got someone very unusual to thank for getting to that game. I befriended randomly on the trip, Jeff Lunau, the general manager of the Houston Astros. Um, his wife messaged me, but back in February of 2019, I posted a video saying I'm quitting my job and this is what I'm doing. I'm going on the road. I want to try and grow interest in baseball. Originally it was among UK fans, but as I got on the road, I kind of realized it was just, it didn't have to be just people from where I was randomly born, it, anyone basically. And uh, she messaged me saying, hey, like if you come to Houston, get in touch nearer the time and my husband and I would love to host you. I didn't know who Gina Luna was. And then like with a week beforehand, I posted a map and she said, oh, I see you're coming. Like Jeff and I would like to look after you. By the way, he's the, did I tell you who he is? I was like, no, you didn't tell me who he is. So yeah, like every time I was in Houston, Jeff and Gina would just be so kind. You know, obviously I'd go and sit in Jeff's office, meet the, you know, behind the baseball operations people, clubhouse, everything, go on the field. It was embarrassing really like, you know, how well they treated me. because I, I didn't have anything I could give them in return nothing um so yeah i kept in touch with them and when i when i thought my trip was over i was back in the uk just twiddling my thumbs i woke up one monday morning and they'd just beaten the yankees um in the, i guess it was the what do you call it the divisional series is it the divisional series or the yeah the al i don't know what it is but they won the al anyway and uh, i had this message from gina at 3 a.m saying joey if you can get to houston tuesday you've got a ticket for the world series and you'll be you know sitting next to jeff's brother so massive coincidence again Alex I had another message literally that day from a pilot American Airlines pilot and he'd saw he'd seen that I'd become a two-lane fan I don't know if you know this but when I was in the states I span a wheel randomly ESPN picked it up I think 
Uh, and the wheel landed on a college football team that I was going to support. I saw it in like a, a one of your kind of like chain restaurants, which is called Chili's. Uh, yeah, I saw it in a Chili's in Arkansas. I was driving and I was having lunch and I got these sizzling fajitas, just amazing. These sizzling fajitas came out, huge plate. And there was this huge like Nebraska college football game on. and I'd never seen crowds like it. So I decided to choose a college football team. Spanner Wheel, when I was in Minnesota, filmed it live. Uh, and it landed on Tulane, never heard of it. Um, anyway, this air pilot, he was a big fan of LSU. And he found out that LSU playing Tulane following March 2020. Baseball, baseball game. He wanted to see if I could get there for that. And he said, I'm, I'm an airline pilot, so I can get you like 50% off the tickets uh, if you want to come out. So I, I was really rude, but I was like, you won't believe this, but is there any chance I can use that 50% today? Because I've just got a message from Gina Luna inviting me out to the World Series game one. So he did, like he was good to his word. Like he got me his code, I got 50% off, had to fly to Dallas and then change in Dallas and go to Houston. Uh, took a while, uh, was on the waiting list, uh, you know, for the, for, the for the transfer flight, but I, I made it in time. And this, like, that was really what 2019 was all about, Alex. Took a risk and everyone in America was just ridiculously kind to me and generous. And I still haven't quite worked out why, why that is. Because you go on Twitter and you can see that a lot of people aren't very kind on Twitter. So yeah, it is surprising like the, what I experienced in real life and to be honest, most people are really kind to me on Twitter as well. But you do see, you know, the tension, you feel that particularly the political divide and stuff. And, you know, with the COVID stuff, that seems to have got worse at the moment. Um, but, yeah, that was my highlight of 2019. Game, game one, World Series and just the kindness of Americans, basically, just reaching out to me for no reason. That's crazy, man. Were you surprised at the notoriety that came with your trip? Yeah, I really was. I really was. I'm just a teacher. I'm just a, an economics teacher. I've been a teacher for 10 years of my life. Uh, I live in Korea where I can barely speak to my family because of the time difference and stuff. It's very awkward. My sister's had a, a son. I've, I've, not, I've not met him yet because of COVID. So I feel very detached um, from, you know, from my family and my friends and stuff. And being in a car on my own, driving across a country I'd never really explored before, 20,000 miles in a fairly dodgy I can't remember what it was like it was Rustin Dodd you know Rustin Dodd mm -hmm. who used to write for the athletic about the Royals it was his car um I drove his car around for three months the second half of the trip was his car the first half I rented a jeep from Pennsylvania uh, but the second half it was yeah it's like an old Kia that he got a job in New York so he moved and he, he was like hey Joey I've got this car sat in Kansas City if we can thrash out a deal you can, you know, drive it around and put some miles on it and I can get some money for it. Otherwise, it would just be sat in the garage anyway. So uh, I drove like Rustin's like banged up like Kia, whatever it was. It's just a bog standard saloon car, like it overheated all the time, driving through like the desert in Phoenix and stuff. He's freaking out, seeing how many miles I'm putting on it. Because I don't think he expected <laughs> me to put like 11,000 miles on it in about three months, which is what I did. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun part of the trip as well. Just getting to know, you know, Rustin a bit. His mum drove me to the airport when I flew home, you know, really sweet. Um, and that's what Kansas City is about, really. Like the people, every time I go to Kansas City, they're just so generous and kind. And they always feel embarrassed. I said, I haven't got anything really to offer them in return. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's why the rules of my team for that kind of stuff, really. We are, we're creepy nice here in Kansas City. It's weird, man. Yeah, everybody is. Like, uh, and I can tell that some people like, you know, they're big Republicans or they're big Democrats, and I don't want to get into all that stuff. But uh, yeah, face to face, everyone is just really charming and sweet, I've, I found. Yeah, I've, I've hosted folks from like the coast from LA or Boston, they come here and they're like, okay, so last night we were at the bar and the bartender asked how we were doing. And he stopped <laughs> to listen to the answer. And I'm like, yeah, it's because he cares. It's, it's a really strange thing. Like, hospitality is, uh, is very important to us here. I think being like very real and very open and honest, like if there's any, um, any artificial personality or any fakeness, like that does not work here at all, man. No, no it's, it, it took a while to get used to, I've got to be honest, but uh, yeah, it's, it's very different to London. London, you get on the tube, the underground there, and it's, if anyone speaks, you just get death stares from the whole carriage. It's really odd. Um, and you're kind of, you know, packed up in someone's armpit and stuff as you're holding onto the pole, as you're kind of rattling around this hundred year old transport system. Uh, it's very, very different. Kansas City, like, um, there is no public transport, is there? Kansas City? Not much. You know, we have a streetcar now and we have, we have oh, buses, nice. but yeah, we don't have anything like what you guys have, obviously. 
that's the only thing like, I miss is like it's always expensive getting to the K for me because there's one hotel that's right opposite the K. I can't remember the name of it now, but I I tend to stay there. Um, but if it's like if I've left it last minute or it's a huge team that's coming into town like the Red Sox or the Yankees, it's too expensive. So then I've got to try and stay. I tend to stay in either Overland Park uh, or I stay in Lee Summit, which I know is on the that's on the Missouri side. I'm sure there's a bit of beef between Lee Summit and Overland Park, but I like both. I've got to be honest about it. Uh, both have got these nice little downtown areas where I can walk around, which I like as a European. I like just being able to walk from like a pizza shop to the bar to a coffee shop or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I kind of find difficult with getting to the case. It's a, it's an expensive Uber, and I, I've always got to budget some money to go you know to go and see the Royals in Kansas City. But I have seen them. I was actually checking before. I've seen them uh, 12 times on the road and I've seen them 13 times at the K. So I've only seen them 25 times in my life. Uh, but as I said, this is my fourth season. And this year and last year, I, I wasn't able to fly to Kansas City anyway. So it's really 25 in two years. Um, but the six on the road, yeah, I've, I really enjoy seeing them in St. Louis because they don't seem to be that bothered about Kansas City. They even sell Royals stuff in their shop in yeah. St. Louis which I was really surprised about. I was kind of annoyed because like, I don't like how relaxed they are about this rivalry. <laughs> I was kind of going in like, you know, I was thinking, right, you know, do some wakes this morning, you know, just in case it kicks off. No one cared. Super nice. <laughs> really nice to me. Uh, wore my Royals hat and everything. Didn't get any trouble whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good ballpark as well. And I like going there to watch the Royals. It's like, what, four hours on I-70? I yep. yep. Yeah, so that's a drive I've done quite a lot now. And, you know, you get to stay in the middle in where the Missouri University is. I forgot yeah, Columbia, the name of it. right there in the middle. Yep. Columbia, yeah, I tend to stop off in a coffee shop there and stuff. So, yeah, I really like the, the Midwest kind of rivalry there with the, with the Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, Kaufman, where, where do you guys sit when you're, when you're at the K? When do you, you know, where do you tend to sit? If it's just a regular night, obviously you want to go right behind home plate, but if it's just a regular night. You know, I really like, um, and I don't know if you know the section numbers and all that, I like 420. It's, um, it's in the top right behind home plate. So you can see it's right in the middle, straight back, and you can see where the ball is on the plate. It's it's brilliant, and like <clears throat> seats up there are usually eleven to fifteen dollars day of the game, and you can't beat that for a major league baseball game, man. Oh, cracking down, yeah, yeah. I'm the same, Jeremy. Yeah, I like the the nosebleeds. I like I hate being boxed in. I've got like mm. agoraphobia or something. I think where even if I've got a good seat, if I've got someone's shoulder here, I've got someone's legs touching me down here on the other side. I just freak out because I like to spread out, have my peanuts, throwing them on the floor like you guys do, you know, all that stuff, going out and getting some beers every two or three innings. So, yeah, yeah. For, is it 420? Is that the one right in the middle at the top? Yep, yep. Yeah, I do like that. I also go slightly third base side as well. Um, and then I'll sometimes I'll just stand by the fountains. Yep. Just, uh, again, just for the movement, you can move around a bit, you get a bit of different perspective. What about you, Alex? Are you even a Royals fan? Yes. Well, like, so I, I guess I support three teams right now. Talk about the Yankees earlier. I was like, what's, what's going on here with Alex? Yeah. So I grew up a Yankee fan, but I was hired by the Royals to be one of their minor league broadcasters in 2020 in Burlington. And we were, you were supposed to come visit, but COVID de determined to ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I was supposed to be the Burlington Royals broadcaster. So that's my connection to the Royals. Uh, but I, I would consider myself a Royals fan. And then I also support the Angels because a family friend works for the team. So um, you got I, all I would the say it's in the middle cupboard yeah. there. Yeah. So Yankees, Royals, Angels are my three teams. Um, and I watch, I would say, the majority of all their games and follow the teams. Um, but so I have a question for you, Joey. Like, what's your favorite restaurant? that you kind of crave and like want to have like now like being away from the u.s uh it's gonna sound weird but i've got different answers for joe's barbecue for the fries their fries are amazing like i, I crave their fries they've got some special kind of thing they must shape on the fries mm -hmm. joe's fries to me are the best i've ever had so i really miss that i went to the gas station one uh once and uh yeah it was one of the best meals of my life i'm also i'm a big barbecue well, i'm not a big barbecue guy because i know nothing about it but i i'm a big enthusiast of barbecue having experienced it in kansas city and texas and north carolina actually so i really like i don't want to get into trouble here but i think it's jack stack is the one i like for the for the beef the brisket 
Uh, I tend to go brisket. I'm not a big sauce guy. So yeah, that their brisket for me is the best, not too fatty. Burnt ends as well, I, I got into. You can't really, there is a barbecue restaurant in Seoul actually called Linus's, just up the road, Nite one, but uh, it doesn't look, now I've had Kansas City and Texas and North Carolina, I'm, I don't really want to, yeah, I just want to look forward to getting back and trying that again. So barbecue would be the answer. Okay. My, my wife works for Jack Stack, so next time you're in town, Oh, we gotta, we, we gotta do it right, dude. She'll she'll really roll out the red carpet, dude. We'll party. Oh my goodness. We gotta do that. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love Jack Stack. And they've got like quite a few venues, I think. So I think I've been to a couple of theirs. Is that right, yeah. Jeremy? They got a couple? Yeah, I think they have six now, and she's working on right. it. She just got moved out of the store she was in to open a new one uh, in Lenexa on the Kansas oh, wow. side. She's overseeing the the front of house and bar program there. Yeah, but I it's funny, I don't eat as much Jack Stack now as I thought I would. We eat a lot of Joe's because I'm like, I want barbecue. She's like, well, I don't want to go to work. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go sense. to Joe's. But yeah, you're right on with the fries. They're the best fries in the world, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know sure. what it is. Yeah, they're incredible. I saw the schedule got announced today for next year. Um, mm -hmm. It always surprises me how early they put it out. But I guess it's, yeah, it's August now. So I was looking at it actually thinking when I could next next get over. Um, so yeah, I hopefully will be there next year. It's, it's been a couple of years now. Well, since 2019. Well, yeah, we're going to see uh, Eric Hosmer will return to the K for the first time next year. Oh, that's he, exciting. He, sh he should have come back in 2019, but obviously everything that happened happened. So I did, or sorry, 2020. Um, it's, it's so weird. Like we talk about, we talk about the pandemic, like we're out of it when we're not, but then it seems so far away. It's hard to remember, you know, where we were just a year mm -hmm. ago. But yeah. So I'm excited to see Hosmer come back. The Dodgers are coming next year too, obviously. Um, that's my NL team. I, I watch a lot of Dodgers and Angels games late at night. Watch a lot of Padres games too, just because the West Coast games come on after uh, mm. our games are over. So I'm excited to see those guys coming to town too. Yeah so, yeah. so Alex, are you saying that you could get us set up with dinner at Dayton Moore's house? Is that what's up? <laughs> I will see what I can do. <laughs> I'll, I'll provide Jack Stack. I'll make sure Jack Stack sponsors it. We'll figure it out, man. Yeah. I mean, no, you bring the beers. Uh, Joey will bring uh, the kind of hot uh, takes. A written apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um i think dane will bring the uh the food and the cookies so um awesome what a lovely evening that's a podcast just waiting to happen <laughs> like do you know if the royals like has anyone acknowledged you from the royals front office uh like no, have the royals like... been in contact been with you at all yeah, yeah, they have. Um, 2019, they did. Uh, there was a chap from Pennsylvania who used to run their social, uh, their socials. I think he only did it for 2019. I don't think he's still with the team. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, he was very kind, actually. And he, he, he gave me a couple of passing, par uh, passing permits, parking permits, sorry, early morning here. Uh, so I could drop the car, you know, without having to pay the parking fee. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, he gave me a hat. He gave me like a, a, a voucher so I could go to the shop and get a hat. Oh, cool. So I got, um, I got like a, a dark blue, not this one. It's like a darker blue, more kind of beat up looking one that I drove around mostly 2019. I had it on my head in most of the pictures on, yeah, as I was in different places across the state. So yeah, they have, yeah, they have been, they've been very nice and there's absolutely no reason for them to get in touch at all. So it always blows my mind that you know, people want to do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, no one's in the front office, but I wouldn't expect that. Maybe after this podcast, no, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> Dear sir. <Yeah. laughs> um, so this is <laughs> no, you're you're fine. You're don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'll vouch for you. Don't worry. You're good. Um, this is our favorite part of the show, Joey. It's a fast five quick round. It's five quick questions. So I'll ask one and then Jeremy will go. Are you ready? Okay. So what would you say, besides Kauffman Stadium, which ballpark had the best bathrooms? Oh, my goodness. Ah. Cardinals. It's really clean. Okay. Boston had the worst, like the yeah. absolute worst. I can't stress how disgusting they were. There's poo everywhere. Oh, no. Yeah, everywhere, like on the walls and stuff. Oh man, yeah. I, I definitely have my favorite spots if I if I need some time in the bathroom at the K. Um, 
craft and draft bathrooms up there are fantastic. Mm. Um, if you can okay. get into diamond club, those bathrooms are obviously really nice as well, but then up on the 300 level, uh, sorry, 400 level, um, there's, there's bathrooms up there that seemingly nobody knows about that are always completely empty. It's insane, dude. Top tip, Jeremy. Yeah. I need to, yeah. yeah. Clean bathrooms are a big one. Um, might want to edit out Cardinals there again, and I'll, I'll say anything about the Cardinals. That's the worst answer I could have given, but they were clean, to be fair. So in your travels, um, and this could be anywhere in the world that you've seen baseball, um, who are the, the two best mascots? And in a mascot death match, who would win? Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to be unpopular take again. Orbit, the Astros mascot. It's pretty good mascot, to be fair. Like I, I got to know Orbit before all the news came out after 2019. So you know, put that in, bear that in mind. I'd like to see Orbit go toe to toe with Philly Fanatic. I think uh, Philly Fanatic on his cart, Orbit just on his feet. Um, they look quite similar. They're both green, I think, off the top of my head. So yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a green derby mascot battle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the third one for me. Which nicknames didn't make the cut? For so, like you had the nickname Baseball Brit. Which nicknames have you thought of that you said ah, maybe? But uh, no, I like Baseball Brit. Oh boy, like I've never really had a nickname to be honest. Uh, I'm always the ones that give people the nicknames. You know, you know, my old school friends. So to be honest, my real name's Joseph. So Joey is probably a nickname that's uh, you know stuck. Obviously, Baseball Brit is just. I like baseball and British. It was just saying what I saw. Um, Giuseppe, I sometimes get, which hasn't stuck really because I look Italian, even though I'm not. Um, Marsh is one that I'm really glad people haven't really cottoned on to yet because my surname is Mellows. So Marsh Mellows would oh, be a pretty, pretty rough nickname. But <laughs> I don't know why people don't kind of latch onto that more, but it's never stuck. So yeah, oh, Marsh Mellows would be the That's stuck. That's stuck. That's the worst me. one. Yeah, marshmallow is the worst one. Baseball Brit, I had no idea people would like it so much. So that's that's obviously the best one. We like alliteration, man. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what good. it is. All right, so uh, the, the fourth of the Fast Five. Could the Royals take on the best cricket team in the world and beat them? At cricket or baseball? They uh, couldn't at beat cricket, them at cricket. At cricket. Yeah, they're playing no cricket, chance. yeah. No way, no. The ball bounces and like seams right. and stuff. Yeah, there's no way. And likewise, no cricket team could beat the Royals at baseball. I think that one's going to be 1-1 one, one in the series. For me, though, and I, I saw a test match in uh, London a few years ago. And what, what blew me away was you can hit the ball backwards. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, the yeah, ball goes backwards. Sweep. Yeah, Sweep it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. It's hard to see, though, really hard to see the ball. Like, you're so far away. It's right, right. E easy to watch baseball, weirdly. And then the last one for me, like, what was your favorite place that you got to go in 2019 that didn't involve a baseball stadium or game? Favorite place? Independence, Kansas. It's a really small town. Um, I used to go there. To be honest, I, I drove there straight from the K after we played the Red Sox in a lunchtime game. It finished at three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. I drove three hours down to Independence. It's where I used to go to escape. Sometimes like the trip and everything, obviously it's an amazingly fun trip, number one. But sometimes I got into a state where the relentlessness of the driving and the diet and the fast food everywhere um, and the lack of sleep and the worry about whose couch I'm sleeping on and can I trust this person that's DM me on Twitter sometimes like not very often but like sometimes i just wanted to get away and there's a really cheap hotel in independence kansas that i used to stay in and it's right in downtown and they've got two bars in the whole the whole town um and i just plump my way up there air conditioned eat drink sleep um and i i heard about it because it's it's in a it's in a college football documentary called last chance you um, it's all about these guys that go to Juco, which I didn't know anything about. And they film it in Independence, Kansas, season three and season four. So I'd seen it when I was in Korea, this really small town. And because it was in Kansas yes. and I'm a Royals fan, I was like, shoot, I have to get there. So yeah, Independence, Kansas is like my random, but my most favorite place just to escape to in the world. I love it. And I just get blitzed. I just get blitzed <laughs> at the bar. I know I've befriended the librarian and her friend. So like, they're like, I guess I know two people there. And weirdly, I've been there like maybe 
I went there 2018 and then I went there 2019 and it's the same bar staff. So like one of the girls behind the bar knows me and recognizes me now when I go in. I think I went twi twice in 2018. I went, I went there three times in 2019. I'm not sure they like me because as I said, I get blitz and I just sit by myself and they must think like, who's this, who's this super weird bloke who looks exhausted? He just, yeah, I'll go in at opening time at 4 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. That's when they open. So as soon as they open, I'm in. And I get these curly fries and like, yeah, hot dogs and stuff. And then usually I'm blitzed by like 8.30 and I just stumble home. So I'm no trouble, but uh, yeah, Independence, Kansas. That's not a quick far answer. Sorry, guys. None of those were. I apologize. No, no, the, the questions were quick. The answers can be as long as you want them, man. Yep. Yeah, that's our rule. As long as you want. But Joey, we want to say thanks so much for taking your time today to come on this podcast. Where can the people follow you for your hot takes and all your baseball takes on Twitter and social media? Oh boy. I'm super vanilla on Twitter. So I'm just at Baseball Brit on Twitter. Uh, I'm the baseball Brit on Instagram, but I forget to post for like three or four weeks at a time. So I'm, I'm not sure I'd recommend following me there. That's more about career, just about my life in career. Um, the scrapes I get up to here. That's it. I'm not on anything else. I don't think. Yeah. Thanks for having me boys, by the way, like, as I said, super excited about speaking to you both. Um, I, I, I followed Jeremy for a long time as well. And I, I was looking through my DMs, Jeremy, you messaged me a few years ago about going to Boulevard yeah. for a tour. Uh, which I wasn't able to make. Uh, I can't remember why I wasn't able to make it now. So, uh, yeah. Um, and Jeremy's Twitter feed is very spicy. You know, it's the opposite it, it is of my not feed. vanilla. I very much enjoy it. Yeah, I, I get my feed is super vanilla. And then if, whenever I want spice, I just jump onto Jeremy's feed. You never know what's going to be on Jeremy's Twitter it's, page. It's always fun. I love it. Yeah, what's funny to me is I, I tweet crazy things all the time and people are like, okay. And then I tweet something very <laughs> logical, what I think is logical. And that's what's viewed as really spicy. Well, you've got that list of stuff, haven't you, that pins your profile, which you just, I do. Yeah, it seems yeah. like completely, you know, normal stuff you can discuss on Twitter, but it's obviously yeah. listed a fierce response. Bananas got real messy. I was shocked. Bananas. Yeah. Uh, there was one recently on Twitter, random poll. And I just want to get your boys' feedback on it because I've been experiencing doubts about it myself. Laundry. Do you put your laundry? in all one wash blacks and colors or do you separate your laundry like what's your response before i give you mine alex hit me with it what are you doing have you ever done your laundry you must have done he's 21 so this is going to be a good answer i think so um i used to be like growing up like when my mom like would do my laundry like it would i'd disorder it you know like lights darks whites now not so much bang it all in on a cold wash yeah. I mean, but like, I'm not stupid. So like, if I get like a new red shirt and I have like a white vest, I'm not mixing it. You know, it's like, bit, yeah, right. Like if I know it's going to be two loads, I'll, you know, switch it up. So like, I kind of try to keep it to lights and darks. So I'm not, I'm not stupid about it. Jeremy, you got a strong opinion here or not? Uh, I, I throw mine in all together and do a cold wash. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Although what Alex said, if I've just bought a new t-shirt, particularly in Korea, where they seem to shrink whatever happens, then I'll just do them on their own, like the whites on their own for a bit. Um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. You said goodbye to me and then I live on my own. Like you're the only people I'm going to speak to today. So yeah, just hanging on here with this nonsense chat. Well, let's, let's agree you and I to Zoom sometime during a game. During a game some, would be awesome. Yep. Have some beers and hang out, man. Can we do that? So long as you don't tell anyone that I'm drinking at literally eight in the morning, which it will be for me here, then that's I'm fine. I'm not here to yeah, judge, We'll man. keep it between ourselves, yeah. Good Blitz with that. by 11 a.m. Yes, sir. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. Again, you can follow along on the Believe and Royals podcast on all social media platforms, and we'll be back very soon. Thanks again for listening. We'll be seeing you all very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.